Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the For Good podcast. This is Jenna, and this is a place to talk about all of the thoughts, conversations, and people that have changed me and my life for the better and for good. Welcome or welcome back if you've listened before. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. I'm excited to be back filming another episode and this time with the first guest of season two and of 2024. But before jumping into that, I'm going to do a quick little introduction with my high, my low, and one of the We're Not Really Strangers questions, keeping that pretty consistent, I think, in season two, but I'm going to brainstorm some fun little segments or other things to maybe add in the future. But for now, I'm going to keep it same old, same old. Okay, so first for my high from the week, I thrifted a film camera from Facebook Marketplace because I was pondering my New Year's resolutions and thinking about all the fun things that I want to dive into in 2024, one of them being film photography. So I thrifted a Canon, I think it's like a Canon Rebel Rebel X film camera and it was like 30 bucks. I drove over to this guy's house to get it and was kind of scared but ended up being fine he was so nice and just got some film for it so I've been trying that out a little bit which is exciting and I think could just be a fun fun new hobby to dive into and I'm sure I'm gonna gonna have some ups and downs with it and probably waste some rolls of film by not knowing exactly what I'm doing but I think that'll be fun to keep capturing and documenting different trips or hangouts with friends other new new hobbies that I want to dive into that I'm excited about that I've just been thinking a lot about are baking. I want to get into not necessarily sourdough because I think that feels a little bit intimidating with like the starter and having to feed it. It kind of freaks me out a little bit, but just baking bread in general, I think it'd be really fun to do on like a Sunday as a good reset and a good routine for the week and then have fresh bread for my housemates and I. Or this is pretty ambitious, but getting into sewing could be fun in the next year or so or down down the line, down the road. So those are kind of my my New Year's resolutions or dreams that I've been, been thinking about a lot and getting excited to hopefully implement in the new year. And I was thinking about what low I have for the week, and I honestly don't know if I have one, which is not a bad thing. So I'm not going to try and force one if it's not there. But I think I think it's been really nice to have a break from school. I finish exams maybe on like the 14th or the 15th and then don't go back to school until the 10th when I start my internship and start classes up again. So I'm definitely soaking up and enjoying time, time away from writing 10-page research papers or big assignments or readings or things like that. So definitely enjoying lots of baking, lots of running, and lots of reading lately, reading for fun instead of reading textbooks. Right now I'm like a quarter of the way through Demon Copperhead and I'm excited to start reading Little Women next. It's been been super fun to have time for other hobbies outside of school because I feel like that can kind of take over my life and my time a lot when I'm in the thick of the semester. So those are just some more of my highs because I don't really have a low for the week. But then for the We're Not Really Strangers question, which if you're new here, that's just from one of my favorite card games, just a conversational card game. And 
It's like my favorite game of all time. I want to break it out at every single family function or hang out with friends and be like, guys, let's talk about all of our our big feelings and thoughts and emotions. Um, so I just like to do that as a little intro question and a reflective question. But this one says, what is your love language to give versus receive? I feel like I've talked a lot about this with the girls because as you know or could guess, we're big fans of the Enneagram and love languages. I just think it's so fascinating to think about how how people operate in like the ways that make them feel feel the most loved, the way that they show love the most, and just kind of analyzing or reflecting on how every person is so different in that. Because I think the five are words of affirmation, gifts, quality time, acts of service, and physical touch. And I think physical touch is definitely up there for me, but I would say my top two for both giving and receiving would be words of affirmation and gifts. I am definitely a words girl, which probably surprises nobody and is the reason that I got a little love letter tattooed on me because I just love the power of words and how they can be strung together so beautifully and just have so much power um, over impacting people's people's days and their lives. Um, and for me, I feel like I'm words are really something that I can cling to and hold on to. So I'm the kind of person that's going to save every single letter, whether it's a handwritten um, birthday card or just a tiny little post-it note. I'm going to save it all and hang it up in my room or keep it in a safe box somewhere. I love giving and receiving words because I think for me, it, it just is so encouraging and so so impactful for me. And I think I am someone that like takes people's words at face value and I'm going to believe what, what they say to me and I hope that they would believe the words that I say to them too. But then... I also absolutely love, 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 love giving gifts. And if I'm out thrifting or really at any store, I could like see a gift and then think of like the exact person that would love this and just like want to buy it for them right then and there, even if there's not a special occasion. Or I think a lot of it goes along with just like trying to pick up on little tiny details of the things that people love and that they appreciate and being able to surprise them with something that they like maybe wouldn't buy for themselves or wouldn't have thought about for themselves, but then just surprising them with that, I think. I think my favorite thing about gifts is when they're super personal and kind of like the thoughtfulness that goes behind it. For me, it's not like it doesn't have to be this like over the top, expensive, exquisite gift, but if someone takes the time and like has the thoughtfulness and consideration to get me something that like reminds them of me or yeah, just like shows that they know me very well. I think that, that is one of like the most meaningful things to me is because it makes me feel very seen and very known and very cherished and loved. So yeah, but I think gifts can take a lot of different forms of like I love giving like baked bread or different baked goods that I make. I think that like a handwritten note could also be a gift. Surprising someone with coffee, like it can be really simple and it can look really different for people and what they might appreciate. But I think kind of the surprise element and the thoughtfulness element of gifts really excites me and it's something that I just constantly find myself wanting to do all the time even if I don't have the money to do so I just still want to buy things for people that I love because I'm like oh I just know that you would love this and appreciate this so much and it made me think of you and it feels just as thrilling and exciting to get it for other people as it does to receive for myself yeah I would say those are my 
my top two to give and receive. That kind of wraps up the introduction section of the podcast, and I'm super excited to transition us into today's topic for the day, which is all about influence and leadership. And we have not only one of my friends, but my sister as today's guest. So we'll be chatting with Rachel a little bit about what her experience has been in leadership and hear kind of her her story and advice and outlook on um, what it means to be to be a leader. She is simply the best and I know that you're going to love everything that she has to say. So without further ado, I'm just going to transition us into our conversation. Oh, I'm supposed to talk now? Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't know I was supposed to be talking. Say hello. Hello. Hi, Check everybody. One, two, three. It's, 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 it's. It's all a secret. You want to I don't have any secrets. Not from you. What? I can't keep secrets from you. So true. I'm so bad at it. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. And Hi, everybody. Hi. We're going to be so up close. To make sure you're really up close and personal. Sorry. <laughs> Good thing I love you. Okay, everybody. <laughs> I'm here with my sister, Rachel. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Rachel is my cooler, older, 26-year-old sister. I don't know about cooler. I'm you definitely cooler, older. Older. And she is today's guest on the podcast. Yay. So what I do first is I usually have people tell a little bit about themselves. Okay. So you can take it away. All right. Whatever you want to share. Well, um, like Jenna said, I am Rachel. I'm her older sister. I um, am a teacher. I teach sixth grade math and science and Bible. And I have taught everything from fifth all the way through eighth. Um, I love middle schoolers. They are my favorite kind of people. Um, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, I love books. I love reading. Um, I love music. I sing and play the piano on my church's worship team, which is super fun. I love being able to do that. Um, And I just enjoy spending time with friends and family. So that's perfect. That's me. Okay. My next question is, how would you describe yourself in three to five words? And you can feel free to elaborate on your words. Okay. I would say a learner. That would be one. Um, I think that's probably why I like reading so much. I just have, and probably why I like being a teacher because I've always loved school and learning and like getting to understand something more deeply. Um, whatever, like however that happens, whether it's in a class or reading a book or watching a movie or talking to someone who's really good at something. I just love learning like different things, how different things work. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say musical. I love listening to music. I love making music. Um, So I'd say that is a big part of my life. Um, What's your favorite kind of music? Well, (laughs) Jenna has turned me into a Swifty. So I listen to a lot of Taylor Swift. Um, I love musical theater soundtracks of all kinds. We are. Um, I listen to a lot of classical at school Mm -hmm. just because that helps the children Focus. stay calm sometimes um I'm a big Christmas music fan too mm-hmm. um I start playing Christmas music in my classroom November 1st 
which is a hot take. I know. I know. And some of my kids are not fans. If it's going to bring you joy, it does. That's what I tell them. Then, like, it brings me joy. They don't want you to be unhappy. Right. You already have the snow and the gray. Right. So that's what I tell them. Like, it brings me happiness in winter Mm -hmm. when I'm otherwise depressed. Um, (laughs) I wish I was joking about that, (laughs) but that's a real thing. So real, so honest. Okay, I would. It's two, right? I know. Yeah, that's two. Um, I would say. I would say. Relational. Mm-hmm. I love like relationships with people. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't have. Like, I don't have tons and tons of friends, but I have like a few very close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important to me to like maintain those friendships and relationships, whether mm-hmm. that's like phone calls or mm-hmm. going out for dinner or just like sending Instagram reels back and forth like as you, you have know, to do <laughs> as you do so I think those would be my three I would agree I I think with the last one I think that you've always been someone that's gonna like reach out first to people probably and like check in about how they're doing mm-hmm. and like remember like a big event that's going on in someone's life and like ask mm-hmm. about how that was mm-hmm. or send a card or FaceTime or something mm-hmm but some of the other words I thought of, I think that you're a very curious person, mm-hmm. which goes along with being a learner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that you you just have a very curious mind that <laughs> wants to learn more, and you yeah. can actually hold information in your brain yeah. better than I can. <laughs> um, and, oh, I think you're very observant mm. in, probably like, probably in school, mm-hmm. like when you were a student, but I think that you're very, like, detail-oriented, mm-hmm. very good at planning and organizing things. Yeah. Like, people have told you that you would be the best wedding planner, like, day of <laughs> yeah. planner. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of runs in the family a little bit. Yeah, but I think you sure. are more so than I am. Mm. It can be a little bit <laughs> a little bit more all over the place. But those are some of the other things that I feel like came to my mind mm. when I was thinking of you. Yeah. And I admire you for a lot of other reasons as well. <laughs> because I think you've been a really big encourager in my life and someone very consistent, whether or not you've had a choice. Because <laughs> right. usually I ask people, right. like... To describe our friendship story, but you didn't really have a, <laughs> no. we didn't have a, no, a, I mean, a meeting. I would say like, we, we were probably close when we were like little, right. not like when super we had to, close. We're matching right. gaucho that pants I hated. to church. And... <laughs> but then like, <clears throat> I went to college when you were in seventh grade, like, and so for the four years that I was in college and then the four years that I was in Florida, we weren't together, mm-hmm. like, at all. And so, like, mm-hmm. I've told you this before. Like, for a while, you were a perpetual seventh grader in my mind. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's how old you were when I left. So I feel like there were a few years there where, like, we weren't super close. And mm-hmm. that was part of why I think I was so excited to move back to Michigan. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons was because I was going to be closer to you and, like, get to spend time with you and, like, actually get to know who you are as, never, like, an adult person. We never you know? hung out, like, during my college. Yeah. I mean, your college years or my college yeah. years. Which is just kind of weird to think about. It's like we were just like like, how much we both changed like through both of those time periods and like Mm -hmm. rediscovering who we are as like adult humans now has been (laughs) adult. (laughs) That's a perfect, perfect (laughs) phrase. True. That was gonna be my question was like normally I have people share our friendship story. But you're one of the few individuals who's known me my whole life. Literally. For better or for worse. (laughs) But I'm curious like how you would say our relationship has evolved. Yeah over time if you have any more like Mm -hmm. thoughts or stories you can think of yeah I think I mean we had a lot of the same hobbies sorry we did no no you're good we had like we both swam 
Right. I think we did a lot of things as a family, like bike right. rides and right. trips and going on the boat and whatever, whatever. Yeah. So, anyways, I'll let you. I feel like we... I don't remember us being, like, super, super close, like, when we were growing up. I mean, we were... We're three and a half years apart, but we were five years apart in school. So, I feel like that made a difference just in, like, like our hobbies and interests were going to be a mm-hmm. little bit different, just in the sense that, like, you know, I was interacting with people who were five, six years older than you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I think that probably made a difference in in that relationship and how close we were at that point. And then like, yeah, like I said, when, when we moved to Arkansas, I mean, I think, I think we were maybe a little bit closer for a while just because like we were all, we had and for a little bit, like <laughs> 12 hours away from right, like everything. From home. Yeah. Um, but then when I left for college, I think, I don't remember us like staying in touch. I think we sent some ton. letters. Yeah. I think a we did that. A little bit maybe. Um, but then I was in college 12 hours away, and then I moved basically immediately after college mm-hmm. to Florida. And so we just didn't have the time or proximity, I feel like, for those, mm-hmm. like, eight years. That's such a long time, I know. Time, actually. Right. Like, which is, which is why, like, I think it was hard for me, as you went through college and, like, changed and, like, grew, it was hard for me to, like, reconcile some of that with, mm-hmm. like the perpetual seventh grader that you were in my mind of like, oh my gosh, like this is my cute little little baby sister. And like now she's this 18, 19, 20 year old Mm -hmm. adult. And I don't feel like I know who she is because Mm -hmm. we just haven't been together, Mm -hmm. you know? But it's not a fault of like... Right. I don't think it's either of our faults. No. And like nothing wrong with that. Not being in proximity and not hanging out like other families that are maybe a lot closer. Right. In proximity. Right. Yeah. So I feel like it has been fun I feel like over the last year and a half since I moved back to Michigan like you know you are one of my favorite people to do things with now like you know to go see movies or like go to a Taylor Swift concert or um right go shopping like do that kind of stuff like Mm -hmm. I feel like that has helped our relationship so much just because we've had time Mm -hmm. you know and like being able to be in the same space and like go do things together randomly Mm -hmm. you know which has been so fun Mm -hmm. And it is fun because I feel like there's never any, any pressure or like, you don't have to be on. Yeah. Not that you have to, yeah. not I feel like I have to be on with like my other friends really either, but I think there's it's a, a different, different level too yeah. of like, you know, like all of yes. the family history, all of it. you know, right. all of the moods right. that I could be in, that right. you could be in. Yeah. Yeah. Which I yeah. think is kind of fun mm-hmm. about family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree. That's a good little recap. Yeah. <laughs> good job thanks thank you <clears throat> okay as I mentioned there's lots of things I love about you and one thing that stuck out to me the most is I think that you have been a leader throughout your life even when you were <laughs> itty bitty yeah I think that's a thread that I've noticed that feels pretty consistent throughout your life so I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to talk to you a bit about leadership and mm, what that looks yeah. like in your life if that's okay yeah so I have a couple questions but we can also go on tangents because right that's what we do right but my first question is what would you say constitutes a good leader mm. so this is an interesting question because my whole master's degree is in leadership and so 
I have done a lot of thinking and reflecting on leadership and what that means and what that looks like over the last almost three years now. Um, and I think a couple things that I keep coming back to as I think about what it means to be a good leader. Um, one that I heard just like a month ago at a conference I went to, um, the speaker reminded us that if you're going to be a leader of any kind, you have to connect first mm-hmm. and then lead. Like it has to, leadership has to come from a place of genuine connection with people mm-hmm. before you try to lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and this like combination of connecting with people, that relational piece that mm-hmm. I really love, and then being willing to lead in in yeah. changes or in new directions or whatever. Um, I think leadership should be something that comes from a place of servant leadership where you are willing to, you're, you're in leadership, you are being a leader because you want to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not in it for like the glory or the prestige or the honor or whatever. Like Thanks. you're, yeah, you're in it because you genuinely want to serve others and, mm-hmm. you know, like advance the work of God's kingdom through whatever you're doing. Um, so I think those are the two things that keep kind of resonating with me mm-hmm. as I think about leadership. Um, I mean, I'm thinking about it very specifically in a school context because that's been my background. But I think in any context, those kinds of things work too, where, you know, good leaders are those who are, are doing it to serve Mm -hmm. and who are making genuine relationships and connections with people and using that to, to lead from that, I guess. Yeah. Well, I feel like you have to have connection and relationships and rapport in order to build trust with the people that you're going to lead. Otherwise, like, how are they going to? Yeah. Going to honor your word or your ideas yeah. and follow you if they don't have a relationship with you yeah. beforehand. And it's this like delicate balance too of you, you don't want to be so invested in those relationships that you forget to then lead. To then do the action. Yeah. Like you have <laughs> to like, through. that's why they said like yeah. connect, but then you have to actually lead yeah. after that. You can't just stop at the connect piece. Yeah. Um, so you have to, it's this like fine line that you're walking yeah. all the time yeah. um, of trying to. I feel like it would kind of ebb and flow between the two. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not just going to, like, okay, I'm only going to care about you and connect for the first little bit of getting to know you and then lay on the lawn, be firm and lead, but kind of bouncing back and forth. Yeah. And there's there's some situations where, like, it definitely calls for a little bit more connection. Mm -hmm. Like, I do some work right now doing a little bit of instructional coaching at my school. Um, And so... Like, recently, I had a teacher who I went to go meet with her. We had, like, scheduled an appointment, like, mm-hmm. a long way out or whatever. And I went to meet with her. And I could just, like, tell when I walked in that she was overwhelmed and stressed. And, like, there was a lot going on. And it was exam time for the middle schoolers. And um, and I sat down and, like, asked her, like, hey, how are you doing? And she was, like, I'm just, like, really overwhelmed. I'm, you know, having a hard time. And I was, like, you know what? Let's, like, not do this today then. Mm-hmm. Like, let's come back. And mm-hmm. we, can, we can do this a different time. Like, yeah. In that moment, she needed like that more than she needed me to like sit and walk her through Mm -hmm. a strategy for whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are other times where it's like, you know, people who are like, no, I just like, I really need help with this specific thing. Like, can you just help me figure out this thing, how to do Mm -hmm. this thing? Yeah. Um, So it's, yeah, there's give and take all the time. Mm -hmm. And like being attuned to what other people need Mm -hmm. in the situation. It sounds like, and also being adaptable and Mm -hmm. flexible, (laughs) probably. Right. Yes. (laughs) All at the same time. Yeah. But also getting done what you have to get done. Right. Um, what leaders have you looked up to in your own life? Mm. I think, I mean, mom is one that comes to mind. Just like 
specifically because she was a leader in a school context, which is what I am hoping to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think watching her like build those relationships with her staff and lead her staff and lead a school. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the, the principal. Yes. Of our school. Yes. So getting to like watch <clears throat> her do that. Um, I think that influence has really like rubbed off on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think too, I did a semester like interning with a principal at the school I worked at in Florida mm-hmm. and getting to like be in the room when she was like making decisions and mm-hmm. she would just think out loud with us. Um, I did this internship with another teacher too. And like, she would just think out loud and explain her decisions and like walk through, Oh, like I maybe could have done this slightly differently. And like, mm-hmm. after reflecting, here's how I could have done this. Um, just being able to be with her while she was like learning a school. Yeah. And I mean, she'd been a principal for a while, but, um, that influence I think was really, really impactful. I mean, I've, I've worked for, as I think about school leaders, I've worked for five different principals in six years of teaching. And so I've had a lot of, a A lot lot of turnover, turnover, a lot of experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think there have been good things and there have been not so good things with, with every year and every situation. But, um, I think the principal I'm working for now, um, has done a really good job of that connection piece with our staff where mm-hmm. he has taken time to like try to get to know us and, and understand, you know, where we're coming from. Um, just being like, yeah, responsive to where mm-hmm. we're at, which I feel like has been really cool. So I would say those are the couple that mm-hmm. come to mind as like influences. Yeah. And I feel like even if those are like all school related, I feel like you've had, you've been able to witness those leaders Mm-hmm. Pretty up close and personal, mm-hmm. personally, which I think is pretty impactful. Yeah. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. My next question, what is your earliest memory of being in a leadership-like role? <laughs> and what other roles have you played throughout your life? What other roles, like, besides... Like, leader... Besides, well, oh. No. Oh. What are, sorry. What other leadership roles have okay. you played besides okay. your earliest okay. memory? Um, I think probably... If I think back to like elementary school, I and this is a trend that carried me all really? throughout school. Really? Um really? I was usually the person to take charge if there was like a group project or something mm-hmm. like that was me. I was gonna be in charge. I was gonna mm-hmm. be telling people what to do. Um and I it got me called bossy a lot as a kid, which Well also I could feel be like interesting to is, think about being a female. Right. That is it's a thing. not being bossy. That's, right. Like, I am not alone in that. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like that probably is, like, the earliest memory I have mm-hmm. of, like, taking some kind of leadership role. Um, and you've also been pretty independent. Which I don't yes. know how much that relates to being a leader. Yeah. You're not, you're not independent and, like, on your own island as a leader. But I think right. that you're, like, very driven and disciplined mm-hmm. and, like pretty confident which is like a good quality could because sometimes like being in a leadership role can be pretty isolating where like mm-hmm. you are not on a like the same playing field mm-hmm. as other people sometimes and so like being independent is a good skill or a good thing for that i <laughs> could guess could be an asset um i mean other leadership roles i i think i like kind of informally took on some leadership roles like on um, like the different teams and clubs that I was in. That's what I was um, thinking of, like swim team. Yeah. 
Or choir. Yeah. Um, I think, especially when we moved to Arkansas, I took took on, was given, I don't really know how this actually happened, but um, I was responsible for leading warm-ups every day for the choirs. Um, I think partially because I could play piano and like a lot of other people couldn't. And mm-hmm. so I could do that. I could like lead us through that. But I led sectionals and like mm-hmm. often not even for my like vocal group. Like I remember leading That's the tenor crazy. sectional with Derek. <laughs> Because um, he needed some, <laughs> maybe, um, and so I, I definitely had that kind of role um, inquired there. I in college was a Barnabas, so I was like our Bible study leader for our mm-hmm. floor my sophomore year, and then I was an RA my junior year, which is definitely like a big a formal big leader. leadership position. Mm-hmm. But I loved that. That year was probably my favorite year of college. It mm-hmm. was so fun. And like, was that just your junior year, yeah, not your senior year? Not my senior year. Okay. Because I student taught my senior year. So you can't really do both okay. of those at the same time. Um, that was my favorite year of college. I feel like just... And there were some like crazy things that we yeah. had to deal with. But I, I feel, feel like, like you were totally built for that. Yeah. Though. It was great. Like, And I feel like it prepared me a lot for... Even like for my job now. Like mm-hmm. I find myself going back to some of the like techniques and like tools that they gave mm-hmm. us when we were RAs of like how to talk to someone in crisis or like how to, you know, help address mm-hmm. like roommate conflict. Like I use that because the sixth grade girl drama is real. <laughs> and oh, so yeah. like, oh, yeah. I feel like I, I use a lot of those skills like even now. Um, so in college, yeah, doing that. And then um, when I got my first teaching job, I also became the varsity swim coach my first crazy. year, which was also kind of crazy. I don't like how that how happened. These things just happen, yeah. Um, and so that was like being like thrust into a mm-hmm. pretty intense like mm-hmm. leadership role. Um, and then I think it was my second year um, in Florida. I was asked to be on our school's education committee. Mm-hmm. So that's like they meet once a month, and we would talk about like curriculum things that were maybe changing. We would talk about major like policy changes. Mm-hmm. We would do hiring like interviews. So I was part of a lot of interviews for the three years that I did that. Um, I was on our school's athletic committee for a while. So like helping to make decisions for that. Um, church right now. Church right now. I'm leading worship. Um, so yeah. It's kind of crazy. That's kind of a, a lot, lot of things. If you were to write this all down, <laughs> I know. Like, hmm. I know. <laughs> kind of a lot of things. We, we were talking like last night about how I think we both operate better when we're busy, but yeah. that's kind of like a lot, well, a lot I, of like, things all at once. I had this conversation too. with a friend a few months ago where she asked me, because I'll be done with grad school in May, so like six months, and she asked me like, what are you going to do like when you're done? And I was like, I don't know. Because she was really? like, she was like you haven't had like free time, like unscheduled free Mm -hmm. time in like probably ever. Like if you think about it, like your whole high school, school, definitely not college. college, Definitely not. My first four years of teaching in Florida. No no. last year and this year, like with grad school. school. No. Mm -hmm. So So I don't know what I'm going to do with myself after (laughs) May four when I'm done. True. (laughs) Well, then you can just brainstorm and ponder. Right, I know. Which is exciting. I know. So That is kind of wild, though, mm-hmm. thinking about how many have been woven throughout your whole life. Because I, I feel like I only wrote down, like, swim swim team, yeah. RA, church, and teaching. But mm-hmm. there's a lot more of, like, yeah. little ones that I didn't even think about. 
Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, how do you think that leadership relates to influence and to mentorship? Hmm. If at all. I think it definitely does. No, I think it does. But, um, I think, so I think leaders definitely have, like, power to influence others. Um, but I think it, it depends on how well you've built relationships with people. Mm -hmm. Like if you are a leader who hasn't built good relationships and like doesn't know your people, Mm -hmm. you can't influence change without rebellion. What this sounds like? (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like a crazy like. No, no, I'm just saying like. Like, if you are a leader who hasn't, like, connected well with the people that you're leading and you don't know them and you're trying to, like, influence them in some way, so like... Just sounding like, like a Hunger Games speech That's not where I'm trying war. to go. No, I know. I'm, I'm tracking. I'm following. Yeah. I mean, I think in order, like, in order to, like, have influence, mm-hmm. you have to have good relationships. And if mm-hmm. you know the people that you're trying to lead... Or do you think in order to have good influence? Because you, you, yes. you can still influence yes, people that's true. very negatively. Yes. <laughs> Harmfully, yes. probably. True. true. I feel like that's probably right. Yeah. If you want to influence them, like, the way that you want them to go, mm-hmm. um, then yes, you have to have those good relationships with them. Um, I think. I think leadership should be mentorship. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it often is. I feel like there are there are leaders who are like, we're going to do it my way and like, like yep. it or not, here's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like, there's a time and a place for that where as a leader, you might have to say like, sorry, like this is the way it has to go. Yep. Um, but I think the, the leaders that I have respected the most are those who are willing to say like, oh, you have a gift for this. Like, yep. let me help you. Like, build that that. and Mm -hmm. utilize that. And I think good leaders, too, aren't afraid to say, like, this is not my gift. This is not my strength. Like, I need someone next to me. To step in. and Yeah, who Mm -hmm. does have that strength. Um, So I feel like being willing to, and being willing to mentor those who want to take more leadership Mm -hmm. roles in the future, too, is super important. Like, you know... The, some of the principals I've worked with have been very willing to, like, help me with things that I needed mm-hmm. as I, like, have worked toward this master's in leadership. Um, and others, like, not so much. And so I think good leaders recognize that we have to, like, build other good leaders. That's not, like, while some people maybe, some people maybe have more qualities of good leaders, we have to build those. Mm-hmm. It's not just, like, you can be instantly, like, thrown into something and, like, be fine, mm-hmm. you know? So, does that answer your Well, question? that was great. That was kind of okay. transitioning to my okay. to my next question. Is leadership a calling or a capability within all of us? And how can we all better acknowledge our own spheres of influence in daily life? Mm. I think... I think yes to both parts of your question. I think yes, it is a calling. But I think yes, everyone has the capability Mm -hmm. in some form. 
Um, because I think everyone is probably able to be a leader in some form of the word Mm -hmm. or in some fashion. Um, I think there are definitely those who are called to the, the leadership roles that have more responsibility and more, yeah, maybe just more responsibilities. Like Like what? (laughs) Like, like a CEO of a company or Mm -hmm. a superintendent of a school or like something like that where you're in charge of lots and lots of people and lots of big decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some people definitely have the skills for that. And I I think some people are called to to lead in those kind of formal mm-hmm. ways. Um, I think everyone, though, has the ability to be a leader in some sense where they are. Yeah, even um, if it looks different. Right. And even if it's not like a formalized thing, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't have like a formalized leader role, like within my, my team of like fifth and sixth grade teachers right now. But like, we all take like leadership roles in different aspects in different Mm -hmm. ways. Like one of them, one of my teacher team teachers is really good at like designing little flyers for things to like send home with Mm -hmm. kids and we events. One is really good at like organizing all of like the sign up geniuses and getting yep. stuff and one is really good at like so we we all have those different gifts and we're able to lead within those, those gifts mm-hmm. and like yeah we're all still on a level playing field because yeah. we're all doing the same thing because um, all, all of those things are valuable right right and so i think everyone has the ability to do it in that informal kind of way mm-hmm. um but i also think that like everyone benefits when we like when we talk about what a good leadership is and when we talk about what it means to be a good leader and how mm-hmm. we can lead well um because we all have like aspects in our life where we can be a leader of some kind yeah you're so wise <laughs> oh, you are you are thanks um i have a couple more questions okay one would be what do you think are the most challenging and most fulfilling aspects of leadership mm. or being in a leadership role? I think challenging is when you are trying to lead people who are maybe resistant to or reluctant to follow the direction that you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, again, that comes back to that connect thing. Like you have to connect with people. Um, or be willing to like hear them out and hear yes what their hesitation yes. is where that's coming from yeah I worked and for empathize yeah with them I worked for a principal my second year of teaching who said in our very first faculty meeting like we are gonna have some conversations about some like decisions and some things that we're gonna do I'm gonna hear you out I mm-hmm. promise that I will hear you out and at the end of the day I'm gonna have to make the decision and you might not agree with it but I'm gonna ask. That you can respect the fact that I've heard you, mm-hmm. I've considered, and I'm making the decision that I think is best. Like and that, that sounds, has stuck with me. That sounds like parenting to you. Yeah. Like, hopefully right. what I would, would want to I think embody that, is like, I just, I want to hear you out and I want to hear right. your thoughts, your concerns, where you're coming from. Even right. if I'm going to like choose something right. different that, that yeah. could be what's best for you, like I want to still hear yeah. you out yeah. beforehand. And that's something that I've tried to embody a little bit in my teaching, too, of, like, if my kids give me a suggestion for something, even if it's, like, 
super far-fetched and like way out there like I want to at least hear them Mm -hmm. and then I can say like okay here's the decision that that, like I made or like we as a team of teachers have made and like we heard you we considered like here's the decision that we made Mm -hmm. um I think often people just want their voices to be heard like Mm -hmm. that I have learned especially like in a school setting like if you just give people an opportunity to speak what's on their minds Mm -hmm. give them a chance to be heard that will like smooth over a lot of like ruffled feathers. Yeah. Um so I think that's a challenge is just like taking the time to invest in those relationships with people and let them be heard. Um because that is mm-hmm. that's the best thing I think you can do with with people who are maybe more reluctant. Yeah. Um I think another challenge with leadership is it is often lonely. Um, in a, like a formalized leadership position where like you are not on the same playing field anymore right. as the people that you maybe once were. Um, and so you, you don't have like friendships in the same way with people that you work with because now you're, you're over them. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's a challenge too. Um, and I think having to be objective and not let your emotions like get the best of you. Um, I think that is definitely a challenge too. Um, I think some of the rewards though, I mean, I, I think being able to walk alongside people, Mm -hmm. um, and encourage them and support them in the work that they're doing and, and kind of help them think about new ways to maybe go about some of those things. Um, I think that's really rewarding. I think also getting to see changes, like positive, hopefully, changes happen. Um, I think that's really rewarding, too. Um, Getting to celebrate, you know, the work that's being done and and hopefully move forward, um, you know, so that we are continuing to advance God's kingdom in the work that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Cool. And I think that reminds me a lot of, like, having to have a vision... Mm-hmm. of hope or like of of goodness in the future I think mm-hmm. to be an effective leader is like being able to see the potential for change yeah I think just like in the world but also from a Christian perspective of like what does it look like to have renewal here in this place or in this like mm-hmm. tiny corner a tiny sphere that I have influence over mm-hmm. and to be able to see like the capacity for change there because I think yeah. without that then you're yeah. stuck just being like well things are the way that they are and there's nothing we can do about it yeah. I think, like, being able to inspire that change in people mm-hmm. is pretty important, too. Yeah. Something that we... I, I've done a couple of professional development trainings for my staff, along with the other instructional coaches in my building. And one of the things that we've talked a lot about is the the overarching story of the Bible with creation, fall, redemption, restoration. And we've we've kind of presented our teachers with these, like, framing questions to think about. Um, like where do we see God and his goodness mm-hmm. in like this particular topic or, or thing? Where do we see brokenness? Um, where do we see, and then, and then how do we, how can we work to bring restoration or how do we live and exist in this tension between what is right now and what mm-hmm. could be one day? And those questions have been really helpful for me in just thinking through like, okay, we can work to bring restoration and we also live in this, like, not yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, being willing to like sit in that and recognize like, 
yes, like we know what we want this to look like and we're not, we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But what can we do to take some more steps towards Mm -hmm. that like better picture? That's so good. So good. Okay. And then my last question would be, what would you say to little, little Rachel when she was (laughs) just a wee, wee little leader? Like what have you learned Hmm. that you would want to say to your younger self in regards to to leadership or influence yeah kind of take it whatever way you want to I think I've learned that it is not a bad thing to speak your mind that (laughs) that that doesn't make you bossy it doesn't make you a know-it-all like the other b word (laughs) right right like if you if you know something or like you have thoughts about something it's not bad or wrong to share them Mm -hmm. like to because and I I think I've learned that from from leaders in my few years of teaching who have said to me like you need to speak up like and I, I remember like saying to I think it was my superintendent like but I'm like a second year teacher. What? And he was like, no, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean anything. Like you, you still have good thoughts and good ideas to share. Like it's maybe it's going to frame it for us in a different way. Yeah. Um, so not being afraid to share the thoughts and ideas that you have um, because it, it could just help someone like think about it in a slightly different way or it could mm-hmm. bring a new perspective um, to something. So I think that's what I would say. And I think that's interesting because I think you've always, not always, a lot of times probably been the youngest one mm-hmm. in a lot of the circles mm-hmm. that you've been in. Yeah. Because you skipped a grade and were born in the summer. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're just a baby. Just a baby. <laughs> yeah. I think that's pretty interesting thinking about how you've always kind of been the youngest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In those, in those roles or in those yeah. places. But still the power of like still speaking. Your thoughts and opinions. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And recognizing that those are just as valid and important as... Mm-hmm. maybe people that have been there longer. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. I have one yes. more question okay. to close our whole entire conversation. So this is the, the four good podcast. Right? Have you listened to any of the yes, episodes I have. beforehand? <laughs> but I'm curious what, what would be one thought conversation or person that has changed you and your life for good? Can I be cheesy and say no? You? you can't say me. You can't. You Shoot. can't. That's not why I have this question. This is my new okay, my new closing closure okay. of my episodes. Um, I'm gonna say my friend and college roommate Callie. Um, we love who, Callie. Yeah, you've gotten to know now too. She, she's gonna be on the podcast <sighs> soon, guys. She's one of my favorite people on the entire planet. I think she's someone who has always pushed me to think more deeply about things. Mm-hmm. Um to consider other perspectives, to be open to new ideas. Um, so I would say she's someone that has that has done that for That's me. That's a good answer. She's the best. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing all your thoughts. Yeah, thanks and for having me. It was cool to hear more of your experience being a lyricist. Because I feel like I knew some of those things, but not all of the, yeah. the details mm-hmm. or your thoughts behind what you've been learning this year. Yeah. Or the past couple of years teaching, mm-hmm. but I I always look up to you in Aww. a lot of ways. So I feel like it was Thanks. really special that you got to be be my first guest for season two I'm and so talking about leadership because I think that you have always been a leader to me and in my life. 
So thanks, thanks for sharing your heart and yeah. your thoughts and coming on the pod. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Well, <laughs> we did it. We did it. I love you. I love you. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.